Good Wednesday morning. I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchable News. It is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Cheney loses what it means for House Republicans, Cheney and Kevin McCarthy. Number two, the rest of your primary results. And number three, a new trend, Democrats blame Democrats for inflation. Let's get into it. Number one, Liz Cheney lost. This is not surprising. We knew she was going to lose. She lost by 30-something points. Uh, The results as of right now, it is 5.08 in the morning. 66% of the vote went to Harriet Hageman. 28.9% went to Liz Cheney, the incumbent. That is a resounding loss. Uh, Almost 40 points. Um, Yesterday on on MSNBC, I called this... um, an embarrassing, uh, a humiliating, it could be a humiliating defeat for Cheney. Now, her her staff took umbrage with that um, because uh, they don't feel it's humiliating. They feel like Cheney has uh, is emerging from this with her um, with her morals and ethics intact and is standing up for a more important principle than her campaign uh, and her seat in Congress. They say she could have kept her seat in Congress and. Um, and she probably could have, but that would have required, in her estimation, uh, bending the knee to Donald Trump and to, and by extension, to Kevin McCarthy. And uh, she didn't want to do that. Um, a few things I want to discuss. I've been watching Cheney for um, uh, a while since she came into Congress. Um, once a close ally of the of the uh, right wing of the conference, people like Mark Meadows, she worked with, I remember in my book, I think we included an anecdote about her talking to Mark Meadows about some uh, defense funding. I can't remember exactly what it was, but anyway, um, obviously a different dynamic uh, in the post-Trump era. She became the number one antagonist to Trump in a sign of what's to come for Cheney. Um, Sometime early this morning, the defeated uh, Wyoming Republican filed a form with the FEC to reorganize her campaign account to be a leadership pack called The Great Task. So clearly she has other plans. Uh, Interestingly enough, Kevin McCarthy is in Wyoming this week for his annual donor retreat, um, and he raised money for Harriet Hageman. Um, Kind of amazing, uh, considering Hageman was up by 20-something points. That's because this grudge between McCarthy and Cheney is increasingly and has become incredibly personal. Um, Cheney was a member of McCarthy's leadership team. Um, And you'll remember, perhaps, Cheney was almost booted out of the leadership last February, post-January 6th, for... um, what Republicans considered to be improper behavior of criticizing Donald Trump, McCarthy backed Cheney, and uh, Cheney won. And she won quite resoundingly. Um, So, and then a couple months later in May, uh, McCarthy ditched her, uh, was not happy with her, thought she was a political opportunist, thought she was too focused on Trump, and he wanted to not be focused on Trump. He wanted to be, um, he didn't want people criticizing him. And uh, he backed Elise Stefanik, who's now the House Republican Conference chair. And um, that was the end of Cheney's kind of uh, career in leadership. Now, what does this mean for McCarthy uh, in the House Republican Conference? I would say that Cheney's exit, along with Adam Kinzinger, Fred Upton, all these middle-of-the-road Republicans, it just leaves a a, uh, massive rightward uh, hued or or whatever, rightward anchored 
House Republican conference. And if, if McCarthy takes the majority uh, and Republicans take the majority, they're going to have a conference that wants to def- wants to, you know, impeach Joe Biden and, and uh, you know, do everything, do all of these things that McCarthy is going to be quite uncomfortable with. Um, you know, if you look back at Cheney's arc also, uh, this is somebody who decided to be who who could have been in the Senate and decided to be in the House. If you think about it, you know, she could have uh, if she was in the Senate uh, uh, and she had this anti-Trump position, she would be thriving. Um, the Senate. Look at look at Mitt Romney. Look at Lisa Murkowski. I mean, these are people whose stock has risen in the um, uh, in the Senate. Cheney decided to not run for Mike Enzi's seat in 2020, instead to stay in the House where she thought she would have her career. Now, her she says, her people say, um, her team says that she has um, no regrets about running for the House instead of the Senate. Um, uh, I, I, I find that interesting because she could have had the same position and been in the Senate and had a career that was um, uh, more high profile or equally high profile and um, uh, still be in office. Anyway, at the you know, now that Cheney has has um, has lost, if you look at who's lost, who voted for uh, impeachment, Adam Kinzinger retiring, Fred Upton retiring, Tom Rice lost in a primary, Jamie Herrera Butler lost in a primary, Anthony Gonzalez retiring, Peter Meyer lost in a primary, David Valadeo uh, uh, advanced to the general election, top two nonpartisan primary, John Katko retiring, Dan Newhouse uh, is in a nonpartisan uh, uh, general election, top two race. It's safe to say the Republican conference is going to have a very different look next year. Number two story of the day, all the other primaries. Lisa Murkowski advanced the general election along with uh, Kelly Chewbacca. That is in for the Senate seat, 43 to 41. Murkowski uh, uh, won. Uh, she advances to November where she's going to have a – it's going to be a tough, tough race, but a lot of analysts think Murkowski will, will win. Uh, Democrat Mary Peltola uh, is leading the way in the special election to fill Don Young's seat. That's with 37% followed by Sarah Palin with 32 and Nick Begich with 29%. We won't know the the uh, final results until the end of August because of ranked choice voting, that uh, somewhat convoluted process where people could pick a second choice winner. Um, the same three candidates uh, advanced the general election for the full term as well. Number three story of the day, Democrats start blaming Democrats for inflation. How about that? Jared Golden uh, John Fetterman and Sherry Beasley have all run ads <laughs> suggesting that uh, Democrats spending in Washington, these are all Democrats, is uh, impacting inflation and worsening inflation. Now, a convenient message in a state like Maine, Pennsylvania, which is getting redder in most parts and in North Carolina. Um, but it's in, in, it's an interesting to note, I would say, just that Democrats are turning on each other on the issue of spending. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You could subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.